If you think of Spain, you probably think of a predominantly Catholic country with major cathedrals and churches in every village. However, most of the Iberian Peninsula for almost 800 years was under Muslim control. The legacy of the Moorish occupation can still be seen in the names of places and some of Spain's most historic buildings. Learn more about El Andalus and the area of Muslim-controlled Spain on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by the Tourist Office of Spain. When you visit Spain, you aren't just going to see Spanish culture. Spain has layers of history that you can explore. You can find modern architecture in Valencia at the City of Arts and Sciences, Renaissance architecture at the Cathedral of Seville, Moorish architecture in Grenada, and Roman architecture in Merida. You can even find hundreds of examples of rock art from the dawn of history all along the Mediterranean coast. You can start researching your dream trip to Spain today by visiting Spain.info, where you can get everything you need to know to plan your Spanish adventure. Once again, Spain.info. The rise of Islam as a political force was one of the fastest expanding empires in all of human history. Within a century of the death of the Prophet Muhammad, the Umayyad Caliphate had spread from a small group in the Arabian Peninsula to conquering much of the Middle East, Central Asia, and North Africa. In the early 8th century, the Iberian Peninsula was mostly populated by the Visigoths, who were a Germanic people who entered and populated the Iberian Peninsula after the collapse of the Roman Empire. During the reign of the Umayyad Caliph al-Walid I, General Tariq ibn Zayed led Moorish forces across the Mediterranean and landed in Gibraltar on April 30th in the year 711. This began a seven-year campaign where the Moors brought most of the Iberian Peninsula under Islamic control. The term Moor should probably be explained, as I've used it here and in several previous episodes. There really are no people called Moors. The term Moor was used by Europeans to describe Muslim inhabitants from North Africa. It included people of different ethnicities, including Berbers and Arabs. The term isn't too dissimilar from the term Franks, which was used by Muslims in the Middle East to describe all Europeans. The term comes from the Roman province of Mauritania, which is where modern-day Morocco is located. The current country of that name is not located exactly where the ancient province of Mauritania is located. The invasion began a period where Muslim rulers controlled at least part of the Iberian Peninsula for almost 800 years. The Moors never completely conquered the peninsula, however. Even at its greatest extent, just eight years after the invasion, there was still a part of the peninsula that remained under Christian control. In the far north, the kingdom of Asturias remained independent and was never conquered. That being said, one of the reasons why they had such an easy time is because they gave very generous terms to the people who they did conquer. One example of this is Theodomir, the Visigoth chief of Merica. He agreed to terms where he could still continue to be the leader of his people and practice Christianity. All they had to do was pay an annual tribute. The entire region of Iberian Muslim rule was known in Arabic as Al-Andalus. The Muslim invasion of Spain terrified most of the Christian kingdoms in Europe. Until this point, all of the Muslim conquests had been outside of Europe. The Byzantines had lost significant territory, but they served as a bulwark preventing Muslim expansion in the east. The Moors didn't stop in Spain. They kept going into France. They were looking invincible. However, they eventually reached their limit at the Battle of Tours in the year 732. 
The Battle of Tours was unquestionably one of the most significant battles in world history, but I'll leave that story for a future episode. Charles Martel, the grandfather of Charlemagne the Great, stopped the Muslim advance at Tours, and that was as far as the Moors ever got in Western Europe. The Iberian Peninsula is naturally very defensible. It's surrounded on three sides by water, and the other side is blocked by the Pyrenees Mountains. The Muslims settled in on the peninsula for several hundred years. I'm really oversimplifying things here. The subject of Islamic Spain is a massive topic. I could literally start a brand new podcast and talk about this subject for years, and there are people who have devoted their entire academic careers to the topic. The Moors eventually established their capital in the city of Cordoba, which evolved into the Caliphate of Cordoba from 929 to 1031, which was independent and separate from other parts of the Muslim world. During the height of the Cordoba Caliphate, Cordoba was the largest and most advanced city in Europe. However, the Cordoba Caliphate only lasted a century. After that, Al-Andalus devolved into a handful of Islamic kingdoms that all competed with each other. In addition to competing with each other, they were also competing with the various Christian kingdoms. Unlike many of the other Christian areas that the Muslims conquered, such as Syria and eastern Turkey, most of the population in Spain never converted to Islam. Some did, but the vast majority did not. However, almost as soon as the Moorish invasion began in 711, Christians began planning and dreaming of retaking the lost territory. By the 9th century, they began seriously talking of a reconquest, or as it was known, the Reconquista. Over the centuries, the Christian kingdom slowly began retaking territory. By the 15th century, the Muslim lands were mostly confined to the southern part of Spain. It is not a coincidence that the province of Andalusia sounds very similar to Al-Andalus. By the 15th century, the only Moorish part of Spain remaining was the Emirate of Granada. Meanwhile, the rest of Spain was being united under the rule of King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. They finished the Reconquista on January 2, 1492, when the Emirate of Granada finally surrendered. Later, the remaining Muslims were expelled, and they were one of the targets of the Spanish Inquisition. 800 years of occupation will leave an impact anywhere, and Spain is no exception. The language we call Spanish, also called Castilian, was developed during the Moorish occupation. As a result, Spanish was heavily influenced by Arabic. There are literally thousands of words in Spanish that come from Arabic. Azúcar, trabajo, cuidad, azur, limón, and many other words all were taken from Arabic. It wouldn't be incorrect to say that Spanish is a Romance language heavily influenced by Arabic in the same way that English is a Germanic language heavily influenced by French. Many place names in Spain also have Arab origins. In addition to the obvious Andalusia, Algeciras, Ubeda, Guadalajara, Gibraltar, Almeria all come from Arabic. There's also a very strict geographical division in Spain where you will find Arab place names. There are almost none in the north, and there are lots of them in the south. You can find evidence of Moorish Spain all over if you look carefully enough. Probably the preeminent piece of Islamic architecture in Spain is the Alhambra in Granada. It was the former palace of the Sultan of Granada, and it's really exquisite. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site and one of the top attractions in the country. The other great architectural landmark would probably be the Mosque Cathedral of Córdoba. It's world famous for its white and orange arches, which were built during its time as a mosque. Originally constructed in the 8th century, in the 13th century it was captured by Christians and converted into a cathedral. 
In almost every city in southern Spain, you can find some examples of Arabic writing in stone or Moorish architecture. The history of Spain can't really even be understood without understanding Moorish Spain. It was the Moorish conquest that was directly responsible for the creation of modern Spain and the modern Spanish language. The Moorish occupation of Spain is really the one thing that makes Spain unique amongst all European countries. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at Patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, I'll read your review on the show.